0: Welcome back to the original Fox Set Shadowrun podcast! In the last episode, Sunny tracked down Quickshot's last known location at Sun Apartments. But instead of finding him, she found the dead body of a woman who made the wrong kind of friend. She got in touch with some of her contacts, and with a little Nuyen convinced them to help her dredge up more info on where he could be and who else may be looking for him. Our GM is Max, and Sunny Day is played by Casper. We hope you enjoy listening.
1: All right. Um, so you're gonna show him the chip.
0: All mm-hmm. All
1: right. He has a chip reader that's secure. If you wanna let him put it in it.
0: Yeah. All
2: right.
1: It's a police record on Mister Lund. Okay. Angie checks it for any tracking information. Checks the make watch. Checks it to make sure it doesn't make any unneeded phone calls. Uh, you see that it's information that is marked with. Kagame's stamp,
2: mm-hmm.
1: Knight Errant's stamp, oh. and Lone Star's stamp.
2: So that... This isn't
1: just their file. Mm-hmm. So maybe he was working with other detectives in the other departments? Trying to find Lund? Mm-hmm. That's a good possibility, because he mentioned that. All right, you get three addresses dating over it. Uh, something Philadelphia Avenue that he lived at like 12 years ago. Kovar Road over in uh, New York. Mm -hmm. eight years ago he moved over to Ritter street three years ago and that's in seattle Uh, he's wanted for car theft coercion, target removal a small smearing of other things as well as uh, in link with several things like armed robbery arson stuff like that you know so there's a variety of things that he's linked to none of them particularly the things you guys are looking for Let's see some other information that would be rather interesting. His name's Carson Lund. He's using an alias, Terry what? Terry, (laughs) play on words, Fitcher. Yeah, Terry Fitcher is his alias right now, as well as Quickshot. He has been linked to a Terry Fitcher sin that has been registered as a illegal sin, fake sin. His real sin, he's registered with he was registered with a concealed carry in UCAS, CCAS. Uh, he's got driver's license. Currently, there's only one vehicle registered in his name. It's a Glenn from Fawcett, a bright yellow one from what it says. Do you know what that looks like? Nope. All right,
0: there you go. <laughs>
2: That's weird looking. It's like a, a Jeep and a T-top had a baby almost. That's weird.
1: Anyways, he's got a bright yellow one of those. Okay. Uh, off-roader. Family, no listed family, live family, they're all dead. Uh, so, no real follow-ups there. Mm-hmm. Uh never married. Okay. So, some addresses, some other information, some crimes. hmm Trollface sits there and goes, Angie. I want, to find, I want to find out some information on uh, QuickShot, but I want to do it through a different kind of way. I need you to look on my phone for an app called The Enclave. She goes, yeah, I've seen it before. She's, he's like, yeah, I know you've been in my phone before, but I don't want you to be. <laughs> but uh, I need you to look into that app called The Enclave. It has access to a database. She goes, yeah, uh, I've seen it, but I haven't messed with it. I mostly went through your contacts. And uh, he goes. I wish you wouldn't be in my phone. Those contacts are private. That's that's my phone. I pay you. T-. And he stops mid sentence. But you haven't gone into that app. And he, she goes, Yeah, no, I haven't gone into that app. It looks like a video game or something. I don't have time to waste with little click-based phone games. She, and he's like, You you think I play video games? I, yeah, I thought you did. You know, I figured that was what you do in your spare time. You are on your phone a lot. He adjusts his time. Um, Anyways, go into the app. You're going to see that it accesses a database. I'd like you to do a search for the quick shot guy. That's the name he probably uses. And we're going to see if we can't find some jobs that he's done so that we can kind of cross-reference this information. Maybe there's a pattern. Maybe there's somebody he works with consistently that we can actually pin down. And in the meantime, I'm just going to see what we can do to get him to come out. Since he's gone into hiding, I was just thinking... What if we put a job out on the Enclave and ask him, you know, look for somebody that meets his qualifications?
2: That's actually a really good idea.
1: And then we can, like, hook up with him from there. Yeah. Angie, I know you're going to be busy with this stuff, so I was thinking maybe you could call somebody. Maybe you know somebody. I mean, that that car, I mean, it's that's ugly as sin. That should be easy to find, right? I mean, is it going I, to be I here? I mean, it's... We've got a driver's license. We could probably do... we got a ID information. we probably look around for that vehicle ourselves.
2: Yeah, we could.
1: We've got an address here that was uh, listed as his for three years ago. We can probably go by there and see what's going on. See who lives there. See if they know him. These are the kind of things we can pick up and do for right now. Okay. Yeah, let's do that. Also, there is... Uh, we've got Knight Errant, Lone Star information here. We can contact them... And do the same thing we just did with Kagami, but it might be pushing it too much. We might bring on unwanted attention.
2: Yeah, especially if we have to go into another cemetery, that's not going to happen.
1: Yeah. I'm going to call a few of the people I know and see if they know Quickshot and go from there. You know people, give them a call. All right. I'll, we, we got the money to reimburse them, you know? Mm-hmm. makes Make some money, make some work happen.
2: Okay. Let's see... I would probably try getting in touch with Shiva the Cutter, and I might reach out to Nick, but he's, like, rebuilding his stuff, so he might not have a full web of information yet, so.
1: Okay. So, uh, anybody else you want to reach out to? Hmm. Probably Jabberwocky,
2: my okay. fixer. My old fixer.
1: Okay. So, Jabba uh, and... S- what was her name? Shiva. Shiva. Shiva and... S- Walk. Yeah, and, right. and Nick, but... All right, so you're going to reach out to Nick to just give him a checkup? Yeah. All right, so... uh, Who do you want to do first?
2: Ah, uh, probably get Nick out of the way first. Okay.
1: Let's see, what time is it?
2: It's nighttime.
1: I mean, he's up. Yeah. As so far as that goes. Okay.
2: I mean, I'm assuming that it's probably getting close to, like, 10 o'clock. If, like, that's when I would estimate. Okay. 10 o'clock at night, maybe going into 10.30.
1: All right, you call Nick. Phone rings once or twice. Hey, Doc.
2: Hey, Nick. What you doing?
1: Um, right now, I'm washing socks.
2: Is that a euphemism for something? Uh,
1: I don't know what a euphem Euphemism? Euphemism? <laughs> euphemism, euphemism. 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 It's, uh, no, it's it's... I gotta get some laundry done. It's been piling up on me. You know, I, I got some money working, and I got some stuff happening, and uh, I have have got dirty laundry. So I got uh, lines running around this little apartment, and clothes hanging on it. You know, sometimes <laughs> you just got to do normal stuff. Yeah. yeah. I mean, I can't just always go to Stuffer Shack and steal another pack of socks.
2: No, I mean, I I think that they they'll just stop stocking them.
1: Yeah, they, they do that.
2: Yeah. So. Other than checking up on you, I actually had a question about, um, have you been building up your contacts since you've been back?
1: Yeah. Yeah, of course not. Why? I'm I'm looking for somebody. <laughs> you're looking for somebody? <laughs> All right. You know, stuff like that costs money. I know. <laughs> yeah, I've been wanting to say that for a yeah, while. Yeah? Yeah? Yeah?
2: Does it, does it feel good saying it?
1: Yeah, I pretty much know that I'm not going to get paid, though. <laughs> Not that you wouldn't pay me, but I'm pretty sure somewhere along the lines, this is going to be me owing you something like that. Right.
2: That's how it usually ends up. So, uh... I will, I'll put it towards your next visit. How about that?
1: I thought so. Yeah. I thought so. So what's up? Who who are we looking for?
2: I'm looking for a douchebag named Quickshot.
1: <clears throat> what?
2: Yeah, that's what he calls himself. That's his uh, runner name.
1: Oh, he's one of them? Yeah. Oh okay, um, but
2: he's uh he's caused a problem for some of the some other people that I know, and I need to find him alive. I can give you a couple other
1: names if you need,
2: like Karsten Lund and. Hang on, hang
1: on, hang on, I, I've got socks everywhere. Let me find something. To write okay, with. okay.
2: All right. Uh, <laughs> okay. How um, many pairs of socks did you steal? Th-
1: no, n- kind of plays with it. The phone pops up on a camera. And he is. He's in a small apartment and there's lines going across it. And there's like four pair of socks and some white shirts. He's wearing a pair of overalls and uh, pants at this point in time. And he's like, I'm doing laundry. It's, Hang on a second. He walks over and opens the door. Vini? Yeah? T- yeah, Lucky? Do you got a pencil and a- something to write on? I got a receipt book. Yeah. Is it made out of paper? Yeah, it's made out of paper, Lucky. Do you have something to write with? Yeah, I do. Well, can you bring it here, please? What do you need to write with when you're doing laundry? You hear Nick sit there and go, <sighs> Stupid old, just bring me the goddamn piece of papers and something to write with. And you hear the door shut. And he comes back and flips back over. You know, yeah, I've been making contacts. I've been meeting up with some of the old guys.
2: Okay. I don't know if this guy is going to run with uh, anyone that you know, but I figured I got to start somewhere. All right. Yeah. You
1: hear voices and he said, all right, I got the paper and pencil. Get the hell out of here.
2: Okay. Uh, Who's
1: the dame on the phone? I said, get the hell out of here. So <laughs> oh, goodness. Names. Yeah,
2: so um, Quickshot is uh-huh. Karsten Lund uh-huh. and Terry Fitcher.
1: Uh, uh, that name sounds familiar.
2: Yeah, I don't know where I've heard it from, but I feel like it's familiar to me, too. Yeah,
1: me, too. Somehow we know that name. You know, I want to say... That was from back in the day when we were doing runs. My name sounds familiar.
2: Hmm. Well, I mean, if you find anything, just let me know.
1: I will. I will. Of course, Doc. Yeah. So everything good with you?
2: Yeah, everything's good.
1: Not in any trouble?
2: Oh well, uh, um, No. Okay. Good. Not really? I, did you know there's things called ghouls?
1: Oh, yeah. Those are those. Uh, I heard about them. I've never seen one. I did. Do you know there's like this whole place over in Africa that's an entire country run by these things? Are you serious? I'm not fucking with you, They're just monsters.
2: They, all he they did was like scream at me.
1: Doc, I'm just telling you, these are the shit I hear when I was down in Florida. How, people talk about some weird stuff. How they even stuff, be intelligent
2: enough, enough to run their own country?
1: Hey, they, they say some of them are smart enough to run a computer and uh, cast magic and shit like that. Uh, I mean, okay. Wow. Yeah, it's it's a crazy. I mean, there's dragons out there, so you know I kind of just let it roll off my back.
2: Yeah, you're right about that. I'm gonna let you get back to your laundry.
1: <laughs> yeah, laundry. Bye, doc. Bye. Click. <laughs> okay. And you're right. You're right. That name is now ticking in the back of your mind yeah. because your character's sitting there going, "I don't. I, I know that name."
2: Yeah. Now it's now it's there, like yeah. eating at me. All right. So then I will call uh jabberwocky
1: jabberwocky yes all right he was an older gentleman right
2: yeah mid- upper middle-aged
1: yeah mm-hmm so we're divorced like 11 o'clock at night yeah was, what race was he he was human human
2: mm-hmm i'm pretty sure he was human
1: okay hello Sonny. because that's when he would call you right? yeah hello Sonny.
2: hey jabber how are you doing
1: it's 11 o'clock, I got my feet up, uh, I was just about to watch some TV and my phone rings because oh. uh, of really good friends calling, and uh, so I decided to answer. So I'm doing good. Yeah? It's uh, nice they... to hear from you.
2: Yeah, it's good to hear from you too. How's the ex?
1: <laughs> She's still alive. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay, well that's good. And the kids?
1: Kids are good.
2: Excellent. Glad to hear that. Has, um... Has Jabber Jr. graduated yet?
1: No. No? That's, uh, that's in like a year from now.
2: Oh, okay. Well, make sure you keep me in mind.
1: Well, you know, I keep you a call, but you gotta call me too, you know?
2: Well, yeah, I'm calling you now.
1: Yeah, I understand.
2: <clears throat> so I know that you're gonna be going to bed soon. Yeah. But I want to put a little bug in your ear. Okay. For tomorrow. I'm trying to find a guy, and I don't exactly know where to look for him. Um, he's got a record with everyone, and um, the last known address of his was from three years ago. And so I don't know where I can look, but I figured if you might have heard these names or somebody you know might have heard them, they could
1: get back to me and I could find out where he is. All right. I can do that kind of legwork for you. Okay. How uh, does 300 sound? And uh, I'll run it for about a week and see what I come up with.
2: That sounds great. Okay. Okay.
1: Let me know these names.
2: All right. Um his uh runner name is uh-huh. Quickshot. Quickshot. His real name is Carsten Lund. Got it. And his alias is Terry Fitcher.
1: Terry Fitcher. Got it. Anything else I need to know? Um like, like what was the last address? You got yes. that?
2: Yes, I do. So I'll give him the last address uh-huh. and um let's see. I have a do I have a picture of
1: him? Yeah.
2: Yeah i must, I'll say I'll I got a picture of him so maybe that'll help so I'll send that over to you as well. So
1: yeah, you have a picture of him. Okay. I mean, you got it from the police files. Yeah,
2: I'll send it over as well. And oh, and he drives this really disgustingly yellow car, or at least he used to. It was a um, a Glen from Facet.
1: I have never heard of this. Yeah,
2: me neither. But you know, do a do a matrix search on it. It's pretty hideous.
1: Okay. I You know, I'm I definitely more than happy to help you out. I'll let you know if I find anything. Okay. And, uh... Well, we should...
2: I don't know, maybe we can do lunch sometime.
1: Oh, it's got to be some an early lunch because I can only handle so much of the day.
2: <laughs> okay.
1: But keep in touch. I might have some work, you know, and I, I know that you're good for it.
2: Definitely. Well, I'll talk to you later, Jabber. All right. Bye. Bye. And then we will uh, call Shiva.
1: Okay. We're going to do Shiva pretty quickly. Yeah. She's glad to hear from you. Yeah. Uh, You tell her what you're looking for. Mm -hmm. She doesn't know the name. Uh, When you mention the address, she says that's not too far from where she hangs out at a lot. So if you want, she can do a drive-by over there.
2: Yeah. And I'll send her his picture. Uh Uh-huh. If you see him, just let me know.
1: Uh, She'd like to get paid. How much? 50. 50 For a drive-by? Yeah. Sounds good. Awesome. I'll pay for the gas. Sounds good. Okay.
2: Mm-hmm. Okay.
1: How many times you want her to check? 50 bucks. She'll she say, 50 bucks to go by and check right now, but like an extra 20 every time she wanted to drive by to check up on the place.
2: Okay. If the place looks like it's pretty busy, maybe go by, you know, a a few times tomorrow during the day and then into the night. So I can probably slot you over 150.
1: Great. So make several attempts. Okay. And she'll take a picture and she'll, she'll share it with her friends and uh, help get the word out there. I mean, looking for that car shouldn't be too hard. Yeah. <laughs> and this guy has a pretty recognizable mug. So uh, she'll spread it to her gang. Let them okay. know that uh, somebody she wants to find.
2: Mm-hmm. And if anybody starts asking questions, just tell them I might have a job for him. Will do. Thank you. All right. So. All right. Calls so are
1: made. Calls are made. Trollface makes calls. And um, I pretty much he's done the same thing you've done. Mm-hmm. Go about speaking to people and saying, Hey, I'm looking for this person.
2: Schmoozing on the phone. On the phone. Yeah.
1: Angie gets back to you guys. She says, Of all those listed crimes, only a few of them came back marked, related to seem similar to what was listed in the police report. So not all the things that all the jobs he's done on the Enclave... Have been released to port. and another interesting she found thing she found was okay. Fitcher is a name listed on the Enclave, hmm. and some of the jobs that Fitcher's done is also related to, or similar in a way. So it kind of like it fills in some gaps. Okay. So she saw that was kind of interesting. Let's see what else. She's done some digging. Ah, uh, yes. His sign-in information for Quickshot was active, and since Enclave is protected by a lot of different things, mm-hmm. she didn't dig too hard for fear of getting attention. But uh, he logged in uh, about 12 hours ago hmm. and checked the Enclave.
2: The Quickshot or the Fitcher? Quickshot. Okay.
1: Fitcher hasn't been on in about two years. Mm.
2: Okay, maybe he's looking to see if anybody's been asking about him. Who knows?
1: Who knows? So time needs to run forward some. Yeah. So people can do some work. Yeah. What does Sunny want to do? Go to bed?
2: Yeah, Sunny wants to go to bed. Okay. And hopefully not have nightmares of ghouls.
1: <laughs> I imagine <laughs> so.
2: <laughs> yeah. And then, I guess, Let's see if anybody hears anything. Um, okay. Maybe talk to Terrence about... Uh, how it would go about actually posting a job. Because we have to craft this really good yeah. if we're
1: going to do it. So he, uh, um, the guy does arsons, car theft, coercion. You know he does arson. Mm-hmm. So you need to figure out a job that you could post up there that might draw his attention.
2: Well, we know he hires somebody else to do arson.
1: Yeah. He has one arson case, or one arson job that he's done. So he's burned things before.
2: Okay. Yeah, we could try
1: that. So an arson job? Okay. Yeah. Trollface will explain to you that once we put this up, a lot of people are going to respond. And we just need to wait for him to respond and pick him out. No one will know if we pick anybody else. That's not what happens. Okay. We'll just get a message letting us know that he's interested, and then we can go from there and whatnot. Right. So.
2: There's no rejection letters sent out. Yeah, there's no rejection letters
1: okay I think we should set it for probably about five to 7k for a job I mean right about now you know he's probably looking to make some money yeah we so- don't know his motivations if we knew what his motivations were then we could kind of judge how much money he would be wanting to make I'll give you an example if he's looking to ditch town five to 7k if he's looking to build a new uh, identification about 10k and uh, stuff like that but we don't know his motivation at least i I can't
2: Okay. Well, I mean, he's more more than likely killed someone, so possibly covering his tracks. Mm -hmm. So he definitely doesn't want to be found by anybody. I don't know. I I think that sounds more like somebody who's trying to lay low for a while and not trying to skip town.
1: New ID. Yeah. Maybe we should put that with part of the deal. Do a job, get paid, also... Made some sort of mention in the whole thing that we know somebody who can make IDs. Maybe sweeten the pot.
2: Yeah. I mean I think that would be good. We can do the five to seven K and then say that, you know that that's a bonus.
1: Bonus, yeah. Bonus. Yeah, yeah. So what we can do is we can say that we will supply a burner ID for the job. That'll get some attention. Yeah. A nice burner ID. Mm-hmm. Toss in some cash. People are going to be interested. Most people would be kind of scared. We may, might be able to fish him out that way. Okay. I'll get some stuff written up. I'll show it to you, and then we'll get it put up. Sounds good. So he's like, "I. meantime, let's get home and get some sleep. It's kind of late. Okay. The next day, he'll show you the, the things he has got written up, written up via text messages or file transfer. hmm And it seems pretty legit, and he's going to post it. And it basically says... Please contact, have a job, someone experienced with B&A and a lot of property damage, have a burner ID to use. You can keep the ID after job's done. Contact this information, bam, puts it up there. Now we wait. Okay. So you have your normal day-to-day jobs Mm -hmm. and stuff like that. And a little bit after lunch, probably like one-ish or so, Sonny's phone goes off, and it's Jabberwocky.
2: Okay, I will answer it. Hey, Jabber. Hey, Sonny. How's it going?
1: It's going pretty good. I need somebody, I, I met got a chance to talk with somebody who knows that name, Fitcher. Okay. I'm going to be straight legit with you. She's not going to say it, but I think she's a K.E. I think she kind of walks the line. I don't know how to describe it. She does things, she doesn't do things, she does good things, she does bad things. But anyways, I pretty much, I'm, I'm positive she's a cop. Okay. This morning I was sitting and putting out an APB and I was calling and talking to people. Well, anyways, a friend of a friend knows her and I know her. And so she called me and asked me why I was interested in the yellow Glen form facet. I said, it's a car I'm really interested in. I tried to lie. But you know me. Anyways, <laughs> she sat there and she just came out going, talking about Fitcher. And uh, she dropped the name Quickshot. Oh. And she said that she was thinking that maybe I was looking into finding the guy, too, because I was interested in the car. And she knows that I kind of, you know what I do. Well, we do. Right. Anyway, she knew. And so I think she's looking for this guy, too. (laughs) And so I haven't said anything. I'm calling you to find out if you want to meet with her. Do you want to talk with her? But I think she's a cop.
2: Right. What's her name?
1: She goes by Cordova. I think that's a car. Cordova.
2: (laughs) Sounds like a car. Does she look like a car?
1: Ah, no. Uh, If I was uh, about 20 years younger, then um, uh, she'd be a motorcycle I'd like to ride.
2: Ah, okay. Yeah. (laughs) All right. Does she seem interested in talking to people?
1: She wanted to know why I was looking for the car, and I fumbled over it, and she said, look, I know you might be doing something extra around the way. I'm looking for the owner of the vehicle. I really want to talk to him. There's information that he can help me with. It's really important. I need to speak with Quickshot if you can do so. And that was pretty much how the conversation went.
2: Oh, okay. So she's looking to find him. That sounds about right. Yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of people looking for him. Yeah. You said she's probably K.E.?
1: Yeah. She runs a legit fake sin like everyone else, but uh, the way she walks says cop. So, is that.
2: I can look into her.
1: All right. Let's see if I can find any information. Here's her phone number. I'll go ahead and slide that over to you. Okay. There you go.
2: Well, if you get any other hits, let me know.
1: All right. Nothing yet, but that was the first one I figured I should tell you, especially after a cop's. <laughs> yeah. Yeah.
2: I'll keep an eye out. So, yeah. Um, I'll try to call Zoe and see if I could get her on the line to run this number and see what she can find.
1: Okay. If you want, do you want to Skype her real quick?
2: Um, yeah, we can see if she's available.
1: You're gonna type of message going, Zamora, I need you to run a check on this ID. Maybe put brackets saying Matrix Perception. Have fun with crafting that. I'll read it inside. You said Matrix Perception. Matrix Perception. You put out an APB. Yeah. You sent messages to everybody, even trying to Zamora again, even though you know she hasn't answered in a few days. Yeah. So hard to keep up with good people.
2: It is. Angie's reliable because she never leaves her house
1: because she has no life therefore she's probably the best at the job Mm.
2: well I suppose that I'll probably reach out to Angie because Zoe's not answering
1: so are you going to reach out to her the same day that Jabberwocky got a hold of you
2: yeah I am I think that's going to be the best option to move quick
1: Okay. Angie will make a, a check on this number. Since she knows who you are, she's gonna charge you five hundred to make this check. About two fifty. Yeah, making negotiations. She'll six, take two fifty. Six of those are sixes. She'll take two fifty, but if anything bad happens, she's not running any risks. That sounds fair. Cut. So she'll get back to you on it.
2: Okay. Any luck?
1: Like uh, You want it done now?
2: Oh no, She can do everything like lightning speed.
1: Yeah, she can. But she's being lazy about it because you want her to do it to 250. I guess you pressed Well, she the... agreed
2: to it. She could have done renegotiated. Um, I'm pretty, pretty sure she's smart enough to know That's that. Because I'm sure we can come to a price that we're both happy with.
1: 250 is a greed issue for her. And then, as you're on the phone conversation, and she's like, Yeah, well, 250 is kind of low, so I mean, I'll get around. All of a sudden, boom, boom, message returned from Zamora. Never mind. What do you mean, never mind? I don't need it anymore. (laughs) There's a silence on the phone, then a hang up. (laughs) 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 I'm trying, let's see, I don't think she'd hang up.
2: No, be like, so my, I mean, she would probably, Sonny would probably tell her. I was like, well, my, my other decker just, my other hacker just found it for me. But it took her like five hours to get back in touch with me. I waited.
1: This stuff takes time, she, she'll tell you.
2: Yeah, but I'm kind of feeling like the the one that I'm working with is a little flighty.
1: Well, I'm not flighty, but I cost more.
2: Yeah, I don't know. You seem to lowball Terrence a lot.
1: <clears throat> well, at least I'm only one lowballing him. <laughs> I mean, what is the thing with you and him?
2: Oh, are we gossiping now?
1: Well, I mean, you mentioned him, and it's just you and me on the phone call.
2: Oh, is it? I'm sure you're not recording it or anything. I record for like... every yeah. phone call. Every phone call? Yes. Hmm, why are you so interested?
1: Well, can a girl be interested? Just to know?
2: Hmm, usually there's something a little more to it.
1: Well, I don't think I want to go that far because I'm not looking to have, you know, everything laid out in the open. But I was just saying if maybe you would...
2: Lay things out in the open?
1: Yes. <laughs> <laughs> she laughs. Um, Alright, so I can't help it. He's good looking. He is good looking. And he's single.
2: Mostly single, but not really.
1: And I, I think I could look past the kids thing. Yeah. Yeah, but, uh, I guess after five years of working with him, I'm not his type.
2: Well, I mean, maybe if you got out of the house.
1: Nah, I hate the real world. (laughs) All right, well, I'm sorry I couldn't help you faster, but I'm glad to hear that you got what you needed.
2: Yeah, no worries, but I'll keep you in mind if you don't mind. She's like, no, I'm
1: fine with that. I like work.
2: All right, well, I'll talk to you later. (sighs) Maybe we can, uh, catch up. Over. She just
1: gives a sensible chuckle. Yeah,
2: a sensible <laughs> chuckle. All right, then I'll hang up.
1: So she tells you, yes, the number is attached to a phone that's sitting inside of a KE police car. I just saw that KE police car drive out of a KE police station. <laughs> it is... <laughs> that's what the five successes from uh, Zamora is. That's funny. It's it's It's... It's a... It is a phone that's hooked to a... I think it was Charlie Cordova. Charlie Cordova? Charlie, yeah. It's a man or male sounding name that can be also feminine.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Yeah, Charlie Cordova. The license that is attached to that phone looks pretty damn good. It's got a conceal carry and drive, permission to carry certain pharmaceuticals. I mean, it's a whole boatload of stuff that would be really 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 expensive expensive
2: id (laughs) yeah
1: i mean it's even got some biometrics on it so somebody's got a long distance to make it and since that's what her profession is she can tell you when there's a fake involved so yeah
2: so she might actually be undercover sometimes by the looks of that id to make it so legit Mm
1: -hmm. it's probably
2: company issued fake
1: yeah so, but yeah, that SIN, that phone number, that com link, which it's a nice com link too, climbed in, Was she found it inside of a KE police car, inside of a KE police station, and then that thing drove off. There are other devices that are stealth right now, hooked to the car and stuff, but that phone isn't. So, yeah. Wow, okay. So, I guess I'll uh, message...
2: Terrence, mm-hmm. and tell him that I, th- I found a half-lead on another person that's uh, looking for him.
1: Should we follow through with it, is what he would ask in text.
2: It's KE, so I don't know.
1: <sighs> so many damn cops being involved, is what he would say. You know?
2: Yeah. Maybe, question mark, dot dot dot.
1: <laughs> the... He responds back, the head of K.E. is a troll. I think he's got my name on his short list.
2: Well, I could do it.
1: You'd have to do it. <laughs> <laughs> he says, uh, his the, the head of K.E.'s name is Tosh. T-O-S-H. Tosh. And might, but you know how trolls go, we might look dumb, but we're not. He's just on, I would say he's on par with me as far as it goes for... Know what the hell's going on? Mm. So, yeah, this is something he can't get involved with, his his popularity. (laughs) (laughs) He's really popular. Yeah, he shows up to have a conversation with somebody. They're probably just going to throw his ass in jail. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, no. Yeah, go for it. Okay. See what you can learn from her. Learn from this person. See, I don't think you mentioned it was a female.
2: Yeah, I don't think I mentioned it. So, I guess I will use... So the one phone that she used to all of the... Is the one that had all of her family and the Yumiri guy on it. Mm -hmm. So I have another phone that I can use to call her.
1: That was just the bedside phone? Yeah. Yeah.
2: Sure. Okay. Then, yeah, I will do that. Okay.
1: So you're you're using Miss Skilling's phone. Yes. It goes to voicemail. You have called this number. Please leave a message for... This number after the beep.
2: Charlie, I heard you were looking for somebody. Maybe we should meet up and talk about Mr. Lund. Call me back.
1: (laughs) You hang up the phone. Within about 45, 50 seconds worth of time, not even a full minute, (laughs) the phone's calling you back, and it's the number you just dialed. Okay, I'll answer it. Uh, A scratchy synthesized female voices there and says uh, charlie here who am i speaking with
2: someone who's looking for mr lund
1: okay well i'm looking for mr lund too after a moment you realize it sounds like the voice is maybe computerized like yeah. maybe they're typing or something like that and uh your phone goes off uh-huh. nancy pops up and says there and says initializing firewall safety protocols <laughs> <laughs> entering stealth mode you know it's just, it says firewall protocols you, you're you sitting there you're on the phone you look down at your phone you see Nancy start doing shit with your phone because she watches your phone yeah and you, you, you have no idea what she's doing but she's doing stuff because Nancy's always watching over your shoulder yep that's your firewall so she sits there and, what was it, what did Charlie say Charlie says uh, oh right and I'm interested in finding Lund and so are you I'm interested in finding Lund because he knows people. And these are the people I want to get in contact with. And also, uh, mutual, maybe some other mutual reasons. Yeah? Yes. Sounded like a very robotic response. (laughs) Yes.
0: Mm,
2: What would I say? So Nancy has basically put up the blockade on my phone?
0: On
1: your phone, not the phone you're using. So the, They can't find your phone. Yeah. And what you're not seeing on the phone that you're talking on is she's now activated, like, turned that phone invisible, gone onto it, and started fucking with it. Because she knows the passcode. Yeah. So. Okay. But just, like, I'm letting you know that she's active.
2: Awesome. So, like, are you sure you're not looking for him, you know, as part of your job?
1: No, he's an old friend, and I need to, I want to hook back up with him. Hmm. We used to work together years ago. oh maybe we should meet up so we could talk more in person. yeah where would you like to meet? There's a soy box off of uh u s five up in Bellevue It'
2: like the one yeah, that's right a, just, right around from my we, my, my what is it I work yeah I work in downtown but I live in Bellevue yeah, so probably our- probably pretty close to where I live I would expect.
1: Very ritzy neighborhood.
2: Okay. Yeah, I can be there.
1: What time? How about seven o'clock? Okay. Okay, you were looking at your phone. and says there, it says, Blocking tracing program. Rerouting tracing program to nearby recipients. Uh, rerouting tracing programs to another state. You know, So you're seeing something about tracing programs? <laughs> spoof activations yeah, and stuff? Yeah, so I'm
2: assuming that she, the whoever's on the other end of the line does stuff that Zoe does. And Nancy is preventing problems. Most likely. Okay.
1: I'll buy drinks if that's necessary.
2: No, it won't be.
1: Great. How will I know who I'm looking for?
2: I guess you'll just have to be there and find out.
1: Alright, I can be there at 7.
2: Okay, Then I'll hang up.
1: Okay. You look at your the phone you were talking on. There's a stream of crap going on, like a little side window with a bunch of stuff opened up on it.
2: Weird. So, does it look like stuff that Nancy's doing? Yes. So it matches
1: between your phone and.
2: Okay. Wow. Was she trying to crack into the phones? Who? Whoever was I? Whoever I was talking to.
1: Are uh, you asking Nancy? Yes. Yeah. She says yes.
2: Oh. Was I... she able to?
1: No. Okay. My firewall is state-of-the-art, developed by some of the most prominent artificial intelligent computer designs. Okay. It's not my own firewall, it's just a copy of a firewall that I got from someone else.
2: Oh. One of your friends? Online?
1: She pauses and then responds, yes, one of my own friends.
2: I'm probably going to have my phones off when I meet this lady. Mm-hmm. So she can't, like, hack into and find anything out about me, I guess.
1: Yeah, having him off will make it so she can't hack. Yeah.
2: Have so I will ping Terrence and tell him that I have a coffee date with Charlie Cordova at 7. Okay. I'll tell him where it's at, too.
1: He wants to know if you need him to come by.
2: <laughs> I mean, I don't think so. She's, uh, I guess she's a computer whiz, so she was trying to get into my phone, but Nancy wouldn't let her. Okay. So, I think it's okay. It's um, public place, so I'm not too worried.
1: All right. Definitely. If you, uh, you need anything, give me a call.
2: Um, you know what, actually? Yeah. I'd like you to be there, but not with me.
1: Just, like, in the shop with? Yeah. Okay, I can do that. I just
2: remembered she's a cop. She could arrest me, and then I'm going to need you to bust me out.
1: She's like, I can do that.
2: <laughs> okay. Okay.
1: Alright, you want to arrive early, or on time, or late?
2: For this, I will arrive on time.
1: Do you want to do anything prior to this engagement?
2: Let's see. Well, I'm going to make sure my phones are off. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to... Maybe I'll have some sunglasses on. That'll be fun. Sunglasses inside.
1: Sunglasses inside.
2: We're allowed to do that, right? Yes. This is this is America. Wait, no, it's not.
1: No, it's not. <laughs> it's America.
2: Okay. No, I think I'm just gonna look business professional. I'm gonna look very Johnsonish. That's oh what I'm okay, go for. so you're gonna look very yeah. Johnson You're yeah, okay. That's yeah. good. I like that. Yeah, I'm gonna look very Johnsonish, very business-like. Okay. Yeah, I'm not going to carry a weapon on me because I don't feel like that's appropriate.
1: Yeah.
2: And I'll probably have a few notes, like uh, actual notes not on my phone. Since I'm going to be turning my phone off, I'm going to copy everything down that I need onto paper in case we need to trade information.
1: Okay. Yeah,
2: that kind of stuff, I guess. Yeah, that's all I got.
1: All right. So notes, phones are off. You're showing up early. Nancy is going I'm, to yeah. slide herself into the security system and stay as invisible as possible. Okay. And uh, I'll probably
2: have my hair up and out of the way, like uh, in underneath a hat of sure. some kind. So, yeah. Or maybe I won't. No, I won't. It's just going to be like off to one side. Professional.
1: Okay. And uh, Terrence will come in and order coffee. Okay. Hang out for a little bit. So, uh, arriving on time, you are not the only suit in the place. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right there in Bellevue. There are tons of suits in the area, so you blend in nicely, uh, with your, you know, I guess your power suit mm-hmm. and your sunglasses. Yeah. Walking down the boulevards and malls to get into the Soybucks out of the rain, because mm-hmm. it's a nice cat and dog kind of moment outside.
2: Mm, okay. Well, yeah, I will order a soy latte
1: mm-hmm. double shot. Okay.
2: And uh, take a look around and see if I can find anybody who looks like the person I want to talk
1: to. Okay.
2: Let's see. That's perception. That's six, four. Four successes.
1: A lot of people are in suits moving around, and you do see a woman. She's uh, like a Hispanic mix, uh, Caucasian-Hispanic mix, so half. And uh, she's really attractive. I mean, (laughs) you think this, and when she Ah. comes walking in, you see how she walks. She's got a very formed, militaristic kind Mm. of, you know, just got out of police academy style marching walk. Okay. So she walks in for a moment or two, goes over to the kiosk and starts ordering. I mean, the way she stands, her body language is, you know, very sexual. Mm-hmm. She's got her
2: like alpha sexual, boob-
1: alpha sexual. She's got her boobs out. She's like pushing her hair back and over her ears. She's ordering and whatnot. Uh, she stands out amongst all the suits. Okay. What are you, are you ordering? Something? Yeah, yeah. All right, that's what I was ordering. So you look to finish your order, and you notice part of the menu changes says. Pay attention to the menu over the baristas. I will inform you of changes there. And then the menu goes back. Okay. And you're like...
2: (laughs) (laughs) Jesus, Nancy. (laughs) (laughs) You you know why. You know why she acts this way. Yeah. Yeah. (sighs) Okay. Well, I'm going to go ahead and finish my order. And then... I wonder if I can catch her looking around, maybe.
1: Yes, after she gets her drink dispensed from the baristas, a barista who's there calling out her name, um, Cece is mm. what we call it, Cece. She stops and she begins looking around. There's tables open, but she's, like, scanning the room filled with suits. And you realize you're not the only woman suit in this room? Yeah. So, I mean, you... You're a chameleon right now.
2: <laughs> um. Well, if she uh, stops on me at all, I will smile at her. Okay. Yeah. Uh, the very knowing smirk kind of smile.
1: Four successes. Okay. So she walks over and she sets her phone and her coffee down on the table. And she sits there and says, do you mind if I... S- stand here with you you know, because it's a standing table room
2: yeah that's fine you know I wasn't sure if he was right
1: about you but yep she kind of looks you up and down you were you are not what I was expecting is there a school you all go to to look like that
2: <laughs> no we just pay a tailor um, you know clothes make the woman
1: so Miss Johnson, I'm looking for information and I think you might have some I'm looking for someone and you're looking for someone. so if this is a job offer, I'm more than happy to take it.
2: So, well um, as she's talking, like does she look like she's got any kind of um, noise cancelling device? Like the phone's out, but I don't know if yeah, a program, yeah. A it.
1: program can do that, yeah. A program can cancel noise. Would you notice it? Yeah, she might have turned it on before she walked up to the table to cancel her own voice out,
2: okay. Well, I'm especially
1: gonna... if she has somebody nearby talking to listen in what's going on, they don't want to hear her voice, they want to hear your voice, and right. Say, there's probably someone behind her mm-hmm. that would be part of her team if there's other people here.
2: Right, so I'm going to go ahead and take mine out. Yeah? Yeah, and put it on the table and turn it on and start talking. So, I don't know if I want to hire you.
1: like light clicks on, letting you know it's canceling your voice.
2: I'm looking for him as a means to an end. You said you were looking for him as a means to an end? Mm-hmm. Who are you looking for? Lund. Beyond that?
1: Lund is in contact with, a uh, uh, Mr. Zafar Al-Tahir. And he's in relation to some other stuff that, uh... I... I got a jo- side job that uh, says I need to get a ha- get hold of him and, and talk to him. Who hired you? I can't discuss that.
2: It's just, uh... I'm gonna keep looking on the uh, thing there it is yeah that's the yeah important. that's the one
1: you look up at the the billboard is yeah that what you're doing okay
2: if there's anything
1: no nothing
2: but you uh, know it's it's just a um a coincidence because I'm looking for the same person
1: Alta here mm hmm and Lund yes she sits there and goes I'm not sure that we can actually really exchange too much information, because I think we pretty much know the same things that each other knows. Uh, I don't
2: know, I've got some recent information, but it's not conclusive. I've got a few people looking out for him, and honestly I'm trying to remember where I know him from.
1: She will, uh, I don't think how she wants to word this. Well, I do want to let you know that I've been looking for him for some time, and my payout is good enough that if I get him and Al to here I could probably cut you in for about 25% of my, my take. Hmm. Are if you... Maybe you could help provide some extra information that would lead to this whole thing being resolved.
2: I mean, that sounds promising, but are you trying to take them alive? Or...
1: Um, I want both of them alive.
2: Because I do too. So what did they do to your employer that he wants them or she?
1: She stops and you can see she's contemplating how she wants to answer. I mean, this is, this is a pl- game of how much can I tell, what should I tell, and who does this person work for? You know who she works for, but she has no idea who this Johnson is because she thinks she's meeting with a Johnson who's trying to hire a runner. That's what your impression is at this oh, point yeah, in time. Oh, yeah, yeah. She thinks she's meeting with a Johnson who's trying to hire a runner to find this person. <laughs> so she's trying to, like, make it seem like she's trying to nail two birds. Oh, you want this, Johnson? Okay, well, you know, I, j- well, I just need him. So I just need him alive for questioning both mm. of them. Yeah. That's what I need. That's... It's not what they've done. It's questions that they can answer that will help lead to... lead to a resolution for my... First employer. Mm. And I have no problems, she puts out. I have no problems with working for two employers, especially if it heads down the same road, because my current employer only wants questions answered. And I would be glad to extend my services for you, and then after the questioning's done, I can drop them off with you, both of them. If something you know that will help me get both of them. Hmm.
2: Let's see. Okay, so... um. It sounds like a really good, a really nice idea to just have, you know, another runner just do the work for me. At the same time, you know, I was like, I want to make sure that what I need gets accomplished. Mm-hmm. How much is he paying you for both of them?
1: If I bring him both of them unharmed for questioning, I'm getting... She stops for a moment. 5k. It's worth it, but they have to come in unharmed so they can answer questions. I'm only getting two if I bring their heads in.
2: I'm doing math in my head about how much money I can spend on convincing her to let them come to you know, to bring them to me first.
1: Probably you could sweeten the deal by about 50% of her win, so that's like two and a half. Yeah, I was thinking of doubling it. Or doubling it, and then, yeah, she's a win. She's going to want to bring it to you first so that you can get. Get her questions answered. Drop them off with you. Problem solved. She makes double her money. Well, you want want them first. Yeah. Okay. Well, you know, doubling her money is worth it. Ten k. That's a lot of money, even for a cop. Yeah. So. Um,
2: and I, I mean, I have the money to do it. Okay. I'm wondering if uh, uh this is the moment where I'm thinking, what would Trollface do? Well,
1: he's, <laughs> he's not here yet. I know. <laughs> so it's just you in the room by your like, with your hmm. new friend.
2: Charlie, right?
1: She nods. Yes. Yes. And she smiles. Mrs. Johnson. (laughs) Charlie. You can call me Sunny. Sunny? And Mm. she stares at you kind of off. I thought you all preferred one name.
2: Whatever. I'd like to differentiate myself. I want to be remembered and known for my generosity and my desire to have both quick shot and... Allah to hear first. And then I get him next? What you do with him after we're done? After I'm done with them, Hmm, that's on you.
1: She stops at this point in time as she you made that verbal stumble. She goes, so who do you work for?
2: Who I work for is not important. We all have somebody to answer to.
1: She sits there and goes, it's very important. I mean, if you work for that... Underground organization called the Enclave. Is it the Enclave? Because I know Lund has associations with them. That might change things. That's a criminal organization, and the city doesn't really. And she stops, and you see, she she fumbled too. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I've had bad dealings with them.
2: Oh, have you? Look, I know you're a cop, and you work for KE. And I don't really want any trouble with you in a professional capacity. So if this is some kind of, this is some kind of sting that you're running, I need to know. Because I don't want to step on any toes. But I need to talk to them.
1: She goes, she she has now realized that the situation is not what she realizes it. and it, And so she changes gears just a little bit. And she says, no, this isn't a sting. I don't know. And she's... She knows she realizes she's going to try to bluff you, but she also realizes she can't. <laughs> she sits there and goes, um, she will say, the two of them are wanted for massive amounts of property damage. There are outstanding criminal relations with them. They have the ability to bring, shed light into the activities of the Enclave that we want to bust that criminal organization. And if you work for them... We can't be working with each other. And I need to know ahead of time. Alright,
2: so I have to think. What would Sunny do? Would she lie and say she's not with the Enclave? Or would she try to figure out a way... Because I think she wants to figure out a way to be...
1: Didn't Terrence hire you to do this? Yeah. Yeah, so you're working for Terrence... He works for the Enclave, but you work for Terrence. Yeah. I mean, if that's the route you want to take.
2: Yeah, I think so. I think she's going to do it on a technicality. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Yeah, that sounds good.
2: Yeah, because it's not a lie.
1: It's not a lie. It's the truth.
2: Yeah. So, um, I'm not working for the Enclave.
1: But the way you speak, you know who I'm talking about.
2: I've heard of them, yeah. She nods. I mean, it's hard not to. They've got their fingers everywhere.
1: She nods. Okay, so this isn't what I thought it was, and you're not who I think you are, but I can get the impression that we're both working for the same reason.
2: I mean, I don't see any reason why we can't work together.
1: Well, one reason is what you're probably doing isn't on the right side of the law, and what I'm trying to do is... She's running a fake sin right now, which is illegal. Yeah. So, I mean, yeah it was like, <laughs> who's going to question legality of shit? I
2: mean, yeah, so, so that, I mean, Sonny's going to sip her coffee and kind of give a, a sensible chuckle at that. <laughs> 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 like, you can't really stand here and lecture me about legality when you're running a fake sin.
1: So she'll give you an eye, she'll look you up and down. What are you, a technomancer or something? No. Running some special threads back there?
2: I just do my homework.
1: You've done your homework? Yeah. She she looks your... She, I don't even see a data jack. So most likely you have somebody giving you some support in the background.
2: <laughs> no. I don't do that. It's just me right now. I mean, I'm sure you have other people in here.
1: See, she looks around. No, it's just me here. She yeah. looks left and she looks right. And,
2: you know, if you're going to stay undercover, you really got to work on that eyeballing.
1: She, uh, okay, she says, I'm so, t- all right, well, let's stop playing games then. And let's get down to what really needs to be done. I need to find Lund and Al to hear.
2: And I need to find them as well.
1: So we need to do an exchange of information.
2: Okay, let's do it. I just needed a quick timeout. Yeah. Were we trying to get them alive and what was going on with Alty here afterwards? I can't remember. That's oh. where that's where I can't
1: remember. Oh, once once Trollface has Alty here, <laughs> he's going to work some information out of him. And uh, you'd probably have to ask him not to kill him. Okay. Yeah. That's going to have to be a pretty please right there. Gotcha. He's been hired to take care of problems.
2: Right. Okay. Yeah. All right. Now I remember. Okay. An exchange of information.
1: She says, we need to stop playing games and just go through an exchange of information. Okay. We know that he was recently hiding out in Tacoma, as he was seen a couple of times on surveillance video. But we could not determine where in Tacoma he was at. He's since moved on.
2: He was at the Sun Sun Apartments. He was staying with a woman named Angela Skillings. He murdered her.
1: That murder was just found out about the other day. She did. all right, you're right, done your homework. Looks like I'm behind on the curve.
2: If you're able to look at the autopsy report, you'll probably know that she you know, her neck was crushed, probably by a cyber limb. I'm assuming that he has one.
1: Yes, he does. He also has an attachment for a, a monofilament inlays into the his hand itself.
2: Well, that would explain markings on her.
1: We know that he was driving insert name type of car, mm-hmm. but we haven't seen it move or been in on the streets anytime recently.
2: Yeah, that's where I tracked it down. It was uh that's how I tracked it down with the car.
1: Do you know what Miss Skilling's this? Uh, do you know this Miss Skilling's was driving?
2: Yeah, she was driving a twenty fifty five Lincoln Town Car. Does that sound about right to you?
1: I, I, yeah. As far as I know from the file, I didn't read it too much in detail. It just passed over my desk the other day. That was that little Japanese man from Kagami. What was his name? Yumiri. <laughs> she gets this like look on her face. She's just like realizing that she's catching up the speed on everything. I'm I'm not sure I actually can offer you any better information.
2: Well, how about this? If you find him, I would like to talk to him before you proceed with whatever you're going to do.
1: I know that he recently had run-ins and issues with uh, associates. And those that he was in contact with said that they've burned relations with him. And so I can only assume at this point in time he's laying low, looking for an opportunity to change up IDs before he jumps town. Or just starts over.
2: That's what I'm anticipating as well. Hmm.
1: I also think he knows that Altahir was taking advantage of him. I think he's figured it out because we've been tracking Altahir's financials. And the money... She stops for a minute. The money. What money? The money from the... He's collected a lot of money recently. There were several arsons that's been going around town that were all related to his properties. Altair's properties.
2: Yeah. So I'm uh I'm keeping my face calm but like it the wheels are clicking together.
1: His money has disappeared out of his account recently.
2: Do we know how it was taken out? Was it transferred? Was it cashed out?
1: It was cashed out. On a bank into a credit stick. We've got some other details, but that kind of information is locked behind uh, a lot of security and firewall. Nothing we can really get to.
2: Nothing you can get to?
1: Yeah, nothing we can get to. What bank? Uh, I can't remember the name of the orbital bank.
2: Oh, yeah. No, no, we can't get that. If that's if that's what it is. <laughs> so I'm not even going to try. I can just stay hidden.
1: We think Alta here is trying, planning on Jumping City. He's gathering up his necessary resources, and I think Lund's going to try to make a jump for him. Or at least try to get some money to do something. We're trying to pin down what happens next.
2: There would have had to be a plan on where here was going to go, if he was planning on cashing out insurance money and Lynn bailing. You wouldn't just do this on a whim, he has to have an exit strategy.
1: We wish we knew what the exit strategy was. But he's not the kind of individual he keeps electronic records of anything like this. He keeps paper records of a lot of stuff.
2: Do you know where they might be kept?
1: Probably in his house or in his office, but that's not something we have access to. Since his office is down in Everett, it's in Everett, and that's Lone Star territory. Mm-hmm. And so we can't just barge in there and start demanding answers and search warrants without going through an incredible amount of Hmm. Judicial issues.
2: Do you have his address? Yes. Can I have it?
1: Yes. What are you going to do?
2: I don't think that you need to hear the answer to that question.
1: If you think about driving by his address, we've been there at least twice and been told the same thing by the staff. He's no longer at home.
2: Well, that's fine if he's not there, but his papers might be. She nods. You don't have any pull in Lone Star at all?
1: They're still angry about us taking half of uh, Seattle.
2: Ah, I mean, I know, I know a couple people. I know one person.
1: You shouldn't say that. No, I'm not going to say that. Yeah, you should say, I know a couple of people. I know a couple of people. (laughs) So far, you've looked. You've known everything about this woman's job, the case she's been studying. You've known things before she knew them. You knew things that weren't public information. (laughs) You came in dressed like a Johnson. I mean, right now, you're dominating the situation. (laughs) The last thing you want to do is, like, I know one person. I know
2: one person. No, it's (laughs) like, I know some people in Lone Star I can reach out to. Maybe I can get something official.
1: If you get something official... And you need some support. Let us know. Okay. I mean, you know how to get a hold of me, Sonny.
2: Charlie. So, um, the question that I have for you is how much
1: the warrant for Alta here. She just she'll slide slide it over to you. But the the warrant of the arrest for Alta here and any uh, information leading to his arrest has been was put up by Ke. And Kagami and Lone Star, like Lone Star wants 2K, was giving 2K. KE is giving 12, and Kagami is giving seven. So it's like 19, yeah, t- 21,000 just cash in all of those right there. So I mean, when she was saying five and you're like another five, she was not going to go for it because she's already getting yeah. you know, 21,000 once she cashes in this. That's just for Al to hear. Lund, on the other hand, has warrants for his arrest and leading to his arrest, which are probably up to about 5K from all the different police departments.
2: I'm not going to ask for anything, but I'll give you another 10K if you bring him to me first. I can do that. Okay.
1: You get me that warrant that gets me into his place, I'll get you that information.
2: I think we have a deal.
1: She nods reaches her hand out to shake yours
2: okay, I'll extend mine okay yeah well it's been a pleasure talking with you Charlie
1: she she nods you too Sonny um I'll call on you when I find out some more information you can call on me
2: can I give you a word of advice Sure practice your walk in a mirror
1: she smiles and she also laughs at the same time. <laughs> you know if I didn't know better you look just like an elf without the ears. But that's really good. It makes you look like a clean, corporate individual.
2: Yeah, people tell me that a lot.
1: So you and her are going to leave. As you are walking out, you find Terrence. Yeah? He's outside at one of the the tables on the undercover mall. He's off to the left-hand side. Okay. And you see he's sitting there. As you're coming out, he's not looking at you. He's looking across the way. Across at another table, looking across at Terrence, is another troll. And who is wearing a detective's badge on his shirt and everything. He's not as clean-cut and handsome as Terrence, but he's just as big. And his horns are almost maculate like his and well-groomed. And you can see that their two eyes are locked on each other. That's it. You walk out, and she goes, Tosh, what are you doing here? And he says, Just decided to stop in and get me uh, a coffee. And he's still staring at Terrence across the (laughs) way. What do you want to do?
2: Well, I'm not going to say that I know him at all. That's for damn sure. You're
1: just going to walk by? <laughs>
2: yeah. And we're like, we're like, who's that?
1: Oh, this is. Uh, she walks you over to the table with the guy, the troll? Yeah, why not? All right. Tosh, this is um, a new friend. Sonny, this is Tosh, head of special investigations for KE. Translation, out of game. There is no one in Seattle above his station in the night errands police department. Wow. If he says all turds are to weigh two pounds, all police officers are going to make sure their shit is two pounds. Wow. That's how high okay. up he is. And she goes, he likes to make sure that any time I go off on my little errands, and she kind of looks at him. I'm always have someone hovering over my shoulder like a little guardian angel. Actually, I find it kind of rude and annoying that I can't get a job done without having someone appear when I don't need them.
2: I completely understand what you're talking about.
1: Tosh sits there, looks at him and goes, Well, if you don't mind, I'm actually watching. And the moment I'm distracted, he disappears. Yep, okay. I have a criminal I need to go find, and he stands up. Excuse me, ladies, I have a real criminal go hunt down, <laughs> and he starts walking past you guys. As you watch him walk off, at of the corner of eye, you see the table that Terrence was sitting at is empty.
2: Hmm, okay. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah. That's funny.
2: Well, have a good night.
1: She sees mm. you off.
2: Yep, so. And I will walk probably to my car and head out, Mm -hmm. and text Terrence, and he's like, you find your way out of there, okay?
1: He responds back, yep, I'm on the bus heading to downtown right now.
2: Okay, I'll meet you there. Or
1: tell me which stop you're coming to, I can pick you up. Alright, he sends you the message. (laughs) So, uh, you pick him up at a bus stop, he climbs into your car, he gets out, he gets in, he takes his hat off, he tosses it into the back seat, Pops a little and just leans into the, the door vest, rubbing his forehead.
2: So I, I hear that that's one of your really close friends.
1: Yeah. Tosh and I go real far back.
2: Yeah? Yeah. Oh. I'm surprised it didn't come to, you know, blows right there. I mean, you guys were beating each other up with your eyes.
1: Yeah, yeah. Um, I sat down, was doing my thing, and at the same time... He sat down, and we realized it, and you know, something about the whole thing, I just knew if I took my eyes off of him for one second, he was going to be on top of me, and then it was going to be a bloodbath.
2: Well, I'm glad it didn't come down to that. (laughs) Yeah. I got some really interesting information.
1: Yeah, I'm I'm eager to find out what you learned from K.E. themselves.
2: They don't have a lot of leads on Quickshot. No? No. But I know what was going on with the arsons. Do tell. This guy, Dr. Zufar
1: Alatahir. Yeah, that name came up before, didn't it?
2: Yes, he hired Quickshot.
1: Yeah, that's right.
2: Yeah, he did. And he hired Quickshot to do the arsons so that he could collect the insurance money. And apparently, once he hit a certain number, you decided he's going to leave town.
1: Huh. So it was all a an insurance scam. Yeah. An insurance scam that cost a couple of our safe houses. Mm-hmm. Killed an innocent individual. Yeah. Put Quickshot in a really tight position where he killed that woman. I bet you that's why he killed her, you know? Something's going on in his mind and he wants to hide.
2: Yeah.
1: I mean, shit like that. Oh, wow. This is some serious track. Yeah, it is. So they know where Alta here is.
2: Yeah, I've got an address of where he his he was. He's not there now, but I think that if we can get inside, we can maybe find out.
1: Why don't we just get uh, Angie to like do stuff?
2: Because apparently he likes to keep records the old-fashioned
1: way. Ah shit! All right. So
2: the only problem is, it's in Lone Star territory.
1: That's not a problem. No. Nah, Lone Star's slow most of these days.
2: Yeah, I guess so, but I'd like to not cause too much of a fuss.
1: Alright. So, uh, do we know anyone who can do this job and get it done quickly, or is this something that we're gonna just have to take care of ourselves?
2: Out of character. I would think that calling Alan would be appropriate, but I don't know if he can take care of it quickly.
1: There's no way Alan can get a warrant within days. Yeah,
2: exactly. Like, weeks. Yeah.
1: Alan's also good at sneaking but not that great. I mean,
2: I'm I'm good at sneaking. You're
1: good at sneaking too. It's a troll face. So I mean you two can do a Yeah, B&A. we could probably do it. You two could be able to do a B&A. Yeah. Or if you've got somebody you could hire to go do a BNA.
2: hmm I do have let's see. I would try to get Shiva involved, but I don't know I don't know if she'd be able to find the right stuff that we're looking for. So that's been part of
1: the problem. Yeah, you'd be like, get me files, she'd get you everything. Yeah. But like one or two and not know what she's grabbing. Mm-hmm. So this sounds like something you and him are going to have to do because you know what you're looking for. Yeah. And you're not looking for like a, you know, a whole textbook document, just where the fuck did he go?
2: Yeah, any kind of plans or notes on a calendar. Yeah. You know, pretty much anything that can...
1: If you could just get in this house and like be invisible and scoot around, you would be fine.
2: Yeah. I don't think I can do the invisibility thing, though. I mean, we could probably do it. It's, you know, she's pretty expert in, you know, urban exploration. It's not too much different. So there's that. Okay. I think we might have to do it ourselves.
1: Sounds fine. You going to get edgy to help out?
2: You think you can?
1: I blow shit up.
2: I don't really think it should come to that, but
1: he could bypass locks that I can't get. But, you know I mean? It's, it depends on what we come across. We need to look at it. We need right. to do some legwork.
2: Let's go look at it.
1: So um, the good news is Mr. Altashir lives in the uh, Fukushima Arcology. Mm-hmm. So you're going to need to get in through Fukushima. He lives in some of the lower levels, and he's a level management. Mm-hmm. So it's going to be some some getting around. So you need someone who can get you Fukushima entrance. That's it. That's really what's gonna take the hardest part. After that, it's breaking some locks and stuff like that. Otherwise, you gotta sneak into the arcology yourself. He doesn't live in like it's a secured section of the arcology. He lives into the public access. But you still have to have proper authorization to go to Fukushima.
2: Okay. Well, how do we get that?
1: It would be an ID change or somebody who already has access to Fukushima.
2: I don't know anybody. Do you know anybody?
1: He goes, uh no, I don't know anybody who has access to Fukushima. Maybe you get your friend Zoe to write something up for us. Yeah. Let me see what I got. If we just knew somebody who knew something about cyberware, that's what they always deal with. So, you know, if we, you know, you got any street docs? Might be able to lead us in some, some upper-level management? Nope. Somebody who deals in cyberware. What about that crazy doctor friend of yours?
2: Oh... I'd almost forgotten about him. Thanks for that. I mean, he would probably be one of the best bets at this Fukushima point. Fukushima
1: builds a lot of cyberware, so I'm just thinking that if we could get somebody who knows somebody about cyberware, we might be able to get through the door.
2: Okay. That's my
1: first step. Otherwise, it's us just breaking and entering into Fukushima.
2: Right. And doing span That sounds like a great freaking plan.
1: Yeah, we'd need a team for that. Yeah.
2: Well, let me call up Dr. Feelgood. Hey. <laughs> I do not know why he picked that name.
1: It's an old nineteen uh, eighties band. During the hairband days, there was a song about that. I looked it up. Um, it's really old. Okay. It sounds like shit.
2: I <laughs> will have to listen to it sometime. Alright. So do I have a phone number for you? Okay, so we gotta go see him. Yeah, there's no, we gotta go you, see the you doctor. Cannot call the doctor,
1: you can only go see so
2: him. So I'll go and I and the entrance is through Adrian, the bookseller. Mm -hmm. Not Adrian, the troublesome teenager. Yeah. (laughs) Okay, yeah, so we'll go there. Okay.
1: Yeah, knock on the door. Adrian's very happy to see you guys. As soon as you come in, he sits there and tells you that he just recently got in a huge stack of newspapers from uh, 2025. They are newspapers from New York and Chicago Tribune, Mm -hmm. Times... The Herald, he wants to show you some of them. You guys got a chance to look at some of these things. Okay. He also has some other crates he hasn't gone through. There was an old mansion that got buried in a swamp, and they dug it up down in New Orleans, and they found some crates, and in two of them were some books, and they were in an auction, so he bought them and got them sent back up here. He hasn't had a chance to go through them either. So Adrian's all like, books, 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 (laughs) books. And, of course, you know... Terrence is like, yeah, but we're here for other reasons. To kind of put him back Yeah.
2: And... We're like, we definitely want to look through those later. But right now we have to go see the doctor. Oh,
1: yeah. Yeah, of course, yeah. Alright. So yeah. So fast forward yeah. through the alley uh, of this... homeless cyber freaks and downpouring rain, drug um, addicts um, reaching out to grasp a hold yep, of
2: you. Yep, just don't pay attention. Just keep walking forward. Ooh, this is like scary every time you walk down. Every time, <laughs> every like, time, I get like all cringy just thinking about it. But yeah, like how creepy is would that be in real life? It would be ridiculous. It would creepy.
1: be. It would be rather unnerving to, to be in that scenario. Yeah. You know what
2: it reminds me of? Um, Ursula's uh, garden of people who she stole their souls from. That's what yeah, it reminds me that,
1: of. that's that's good. I like that analogy. <laughs> yeah. it's a good analogy. <laughs>
2: Those poor, unfortunate souls.
1: Those poor, unfortunate souls. And that's kind of what I'm thinking about when I think about them. So, fast forward, you get to meet the doctor, and you explain to him that you need his help getting into Fukushima. Is um,
2: yeah. yeah, we're just going to lay it out there. And hopefully he's, you know, coherent enough tonight to uh, yeah. figure
1: it out. So, um, you catch him in the middle of an operation. Oh, just he has that. a patient laid out in front of him. And he is currently installing into the patient a a self enclosed dialysis unit into his midsection. So he's got that part splayed open. Oh my goodness! And he's as as you as you walk up, knock on the door. He opens the door. He's covered in blood, but you notice it's that tiny little mechanical arm that comes out the side of his chest that opened the door. Not his hands, which are covered in blood. Right. And he's just like, welcome. So you come over and he's like, I'm in the middle of things. So please go ahead. And you start talking and he's saying what you wanted. He <laughs> comes surprised. up from the body and he just looks at you. You need me to help you get into Fukushima. Yes. Well, I know some people. He says, there and looks over at the, the other doctor. Doctor, where's that pile of old ID cards we have? and the other doctor makes a fingering gesture toward an old desk that looks like it came out of the uh, (laughs) 1900s. Okay. um, Piled up with papers and stuff like that. And uh, he goes, my hands are wrist deep inside this guy's guts and you see him (laughs) go. And and he's just like, uh, (laughs) I got this to take care of. I'll be more than happy to sell one if it fits what you're looking for over there.
2: Oh, Oh, thank you. I'll um, it go means, like, pile the yeah. guts
1: off to one side. Just gonna... control faces, just...
2: Just move forward. <laughs> so we'll go over there, and um, I'm gonna start looking through them and try to ignore the sounds of weird, sloppy, soft, sloshing body parts and um, whatever noise goes on with an
1: operation. As you're looking through, you're finding a bunch of old paperwork. It definitely seems to be a... Uh, getting to be a dead end, you can hear the sound of a power saw coming from the operation at this point in time.
2: It's totally cringing right now. Oh my gosh, I have to like stop and pause at that moment.
1: <laughs> Face is biting into a knuckle and the small man in the yellow raincoat comes over and he makes gesture, not to the desk, but a filing cabinet. Oh, okay. He sits there and brushes the stuff out of the way for the filing cabinet and drags a box off that looks like it has a collection of mannequin heads in it. And he slides it off to one side, and um, he grabs a drawer and he pulls it open, and there's files in there. You know, actual physical files, and uh, he's wearing his big rubber gloves. And, you know, he's looking this way, but that reptile eye is currently looking out at you two. And then he goes through, and he goes all the way to an F folder, pulls it up, opens it, and then he begins pulling out pieces of paperwork from a folder labeled Fukushima.
2: Hmm.
1: And he hands, like, a thickness of paper to you, and then he grabs another bit, and he starts thumbing through it for a moment or two and hands it the troll face. And then he stares at you with his reptile eye inside of his Mm. gas mask.
2: Thank you, Doctor.
1: And then he walks away.
2: Okay. (laughs) Oh, we'll start looking through the
1: files. It is a collection of cyberware implants and information. Just a variety of stuff. But what you see are phone numbers, doctor names, cyber doctor names, the engineers, designers. It's a plethora of names, phone numbers, social security, personal file information, and stuff like that. Mm. Everything you need to build a sin.
2: Hmm. Okay, that's easy.
1: Yep. Yeah, he because I'm assuming because he collects everything, he's probably got a lot of files on older Fukushima employees.
2: Right. Okay, so we should take these.
1: Terrence is just like, yeah, please, because I don't know what you need a buzzsaw for a dialysis unit replacement. Oh, God! Yeah, you see sparks coming from the table? What the f- <sighs> yeah. How does that feel? Much better. Good!
2: God, he's awake.
1: <laughs> Terrence is like, Can, what do we pay him? Does, there, does this go? Okay, what?
2: What do I owe you,
1: Doctor Stetson? Says I need more patients. If you can send people my way, that would be really good. I'm thinking about opening my doors to the public. Ha <laughs> Just kidding. Ha ha Yes, mother would hate that. She hates guests. Anyways, I'm currently low on Prozac and Nefiratherol. I could really use with a massive doses of peroxidal. Uh, we could do some exchanges. And he's talking to you at the same time those tiny hands are now working on the patient. But he's not even looking at it.
2: Yeah. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll see. I'm not looking at it either. It's like, well, I'll, I'll see what I can um, gather up for you and I'll deliver it.
1: Excellent. Just drop it off with Adrian at the door. Okay. Sloshing little bits of blood as he flips his hands around. Yep, it's time to go. The guy looks over and who's laying on the table is looking at the doc. Am I going to be okay? You can see he's not unconscious.
2: Yeah. I don't know how he's alive right now and not screaming. Yep. It's like he must have gave him an epidural at the base of the (laughs) spine. At the base of his neck, right
1: there. (laughs) Here, I'm going to work on you, stab. You'll be fine.
2: Everything will be fine. Wow, okay. So we got some stuff. We'd have to figure out how to uh, get those going.
1: Yep. You'll just need somebody who can craft IDs Mm -hmm. to pretty much just slam something together. Yes. Because it's going to basically, I'm giving you, I will say, roughly six extra dice to ID manufacturing. Okay. And we need two IDs just one. How many people are going to go in? I mean, if it's just him, then it's just him. If it's just you, it's just you.
2: Well, I mean, I'm probably a little bit more unobtrusive.
1: Yeah. So. That's the downside of being a troll.
2: Mm-hmm. Well, just one would do. Yep. Mm-hmm. Cool. Okay.
1: Actually, let's uh, make it 12 extra dice. Okay. Because it's a lot of information.
2: What I say in ID?
1: Fukushima. Yeah. Okay. Mm. To create one parentheses, plus plus twelve dice. I just need to get in to their arcology. Something high clearance. Summy?
2: Yep, that's right. Summy. Okay. Um anything else?
1: With comma. Like a doctor. Is that it? Yes.
2: Well if uh Charlie doesn't if Charlie doesn't catch him, I don't have to pay her. That's true. Yeah, I don't know if I, uh... I don't know if I'll be so generous as to let her have them for prosecuting. I guess it depends Mm -hmm. on how badly Terrence wants to, uh, take care of it himself.
1: He might want to do it just to fucking piss Tosh off. (laughs) No. He would want to do it to clear up some... He would want to be like, uh... Hey, I wanted to drop these two off with you, your best friend, Trollface.
2: Yeah, that sounds good. So she'll, yeah, so Sonny will probably bring that up when they, when he has them, when we have them. Because that would be funny. <sighs> okay.
1: All right, we're going to end the recording. All right. And she can respond whenever she feels like it. Awesome.
0: Thanks for listening to the Original Box Set Shadowrun podcast. Our runners will pick up where we left off next week. In the meantime, you can connect with us via Facebook or YouTube to check out actual play videos of the Original Box Set playing Shadowrun and other tabletop RPGs. You can also swing by our website at OriginalBoxSet.com and check out our gaming calendar, additional information about our games, and images that inspire our worlds and characters. And if you're enjoying our work, Please consider becoming a patron over at patreon.com slash originalboxset so that we can continue to bring you this podcast as well as other great actual plays and entertainment. Today's featured music is titled Epic Song from Alpha Brutal, and trust me, the whole song is pretty epic, so check it out. We'll catch you next week, chummers. And now for all this legal dreck. Original box set is licensed under a Creative Commons Attribution Non-Commercial 4.0 International License. You can share us, but please give us credit. The Topps Company Inc. has sole ownership over the names, logo, artwork, marks, photographs, sounds, audio, video, and or any proprietary material used in connection with the game Shadowrun! The Tops Company, Inc. has granted permission to Original Box Set, that's us, to use such names, logos, artwork, marks, and or any proprietary materials for promotional and informational purposes on its website, but does not endorse and is not affiliated with Original Box Set in any official capacity whatsoever. Oh my goodness, that's so much. Okay, bye.